Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. And I couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. The band had no clue, no clue they had an interview scheduled with me. But that totally did not put them off, nor did the rearrangement of their schedule have them treat me like a lowly media type. And I say this because it's happened. Oh yeah, it's happened. Green River Ordinance, I I love these guys. I love Josh Jenkins here, who was kind enough to put off a pre-round at Founders to get sincerely into their songs and mission. I recorded this backstage prior to their performance in Grand Rapids, Michigan on November 3rd, 2012. Here's what, I, here's what I was thinking first, Josh Jenkins. I almost had the perfect last name, Frank Jenks. <laughs> In fact, more than once, people have said Frank Jenkins. Like, no, no, that's Jenks. Well, that's what it has here. I'm like, well, then why don't you say Jenks? <laughs> so you've been living with Jenkins your whole Jenkins, life. Jenkins, that's it. It's good. It's, it's, again, I almost have the perfect name. Well, you must have the perfect name. You might have the perfect name, and maybe I'm just trying to be you. Well, there's three syllables, right? So it's Josh Jenkins. It just comes out really nice. It does. Frank Jenks. Frank Jenks. Kind of like a one word. Yeah, it, it almost feels like one word, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like a super, superhero. <laughs> yes. You need a big FJ, although I did, I've always wanted to buy an FJ Cruiser. Because there's a car now by yeah. Toyota. Yeah. But I want to also remain some sort of environmental person. When I look at it, I go, God, that thing must guzzle a bunch of gasoline, fossil fuel. So, so there, now you've gotten to know me. Let's, <laughs> ta- let's, talk, about, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, right? I, I, guess when I, was, I guess when I was totally overdone with you guys, when, when I found the website, The Hope Grows. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do it? Man, I think since the start of this band it's always been trying to be about more than just us and about more than just us as individuals and us as a band and you always have to find creative ways to to execute that and i think the idea of using our music to for charity it had been tossed around for a long while and uh between our manager paul and jamie i know that the idea of hope grows was born where we can have these songs that we've released prior and at this point we can sell them and and give them to charity and initially it started out as just one charity and then we thought well what if we did five because each of us are kind of drawn to different things and have different passions and different loves and so hope grow was was kind of born out of that idea that we'll just set put these songs up and fans can come get them and pick a charity and read about it and we'll tell them why we love the charity we do and mm-hmm. 
and see that progress. Have you been this way your whole life where you thought there's more out there for me to tackle than just making sure my I mean, own no, electricity no, bills abs- paid? Absolutely not. I think it's just a, it's a, it's a ebb and flow kind of thing. I think innately we're, it's easy to be selfish and about yourself. And I think that's just our natural tendency. And so, right. um, I remember in, you know, high school joining the band and, and, and just really kind of fantasizing about playing music and this being about us and mm-hmm. writing our songs about us and look at us. And then as we progressed this and, and learned a lot and seen a lot and been changed through a lot of experience, it just seems the more profitable, enjoyable aspect of what we do is bringing hope and, and helping other people. I think sometimes when you terminate on yourself, it's just like this dry, empty thing that oftentimes is very unfulfilling. And we found out that the hard way. And I think you, you don't really, you kind of have to be taken through that to really understand. So was it a series of dominoes that fell over for you to get outside yourself, for lack of a better phrase? You know, or was there something you kind of went, you guys, we have to, or maybe it wasn't you, maybe somebody else in the band that said, we've, we're built for more. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, from from growing up, we all grew up in a, around um, great people, and and all had some really important people in our life speak truth into our life, and and I think you know, becoming believers in Jesus and really kind to uh, trying to you know model a life that represents the life that Christ has given us, and I think for us, just it's, it's selflessness and serving and loving people well, and. Um, we try to just, how does that play out with us in the music business? Whether you're a, a businessman behind a desk, right. how do you serve and love people well? How do you love your neighbor as yourself? How do you use the gifts that God has given you to better other people and to, to, to shine a light and be and be bold for what you believe? And I think for us, it's like we play in front of you know hundreds of people and we have this opportunity with our music, and that just it kind of transformed into that thing where we're like, in any way possible we want to use the music for a better purpose than just mm-hmm. ourselves and to shine hope and i think the thing that we love about what we do is the human aspect the human element of being like we're all the same we all go through struggles we all whether or not you believe yeah. the same thing i do whether or not yeah we're on the same track it's all we all suffer and we all have highs and we all have lows and we all feel confused we all find answers and we all don't have answers to things and the beauty of all of that is that we're in it together and we have each other and there's this communal aspect to what we do. And, you know, as believers, we believe that we, we do understand kind of what our purpose is and what God has designed us to be. And we feel like any way possible that we can share that and, and, and be some sort of representation, then we want to take that opportunity. Well, you nailed me dude in the song getting older with, and I'm just jumping onto what you just said here. Survey says we've lost our way. Yeah. I love that, and I also love the idea well, in, the, in the lyrics, right, with I don't want to spend my life running, don't want to spend my life waiting, that whole thing. So that, I don't know, for me, that's when you you had me, right? I mean, because I guess I have a feeling that we're all so lost, we're faking our way around this world, acting like we're not lost. Yeah. And we're running away from that whole feeling, and sometimes I wonder if we're getting anywhere. So Yeah, I mean, I think when that song was written, it was like... You know, we were fairly early 20s, and it's just such a transitional period of your life coming out of college. And for us, we were coming out of college and dropping out of school and playing music and not really knowing where things were headed, but knowing that we wanted to do this. And you have all these questions. You always have questions, but it's just it's just kind of like, do we really know what we're doing? And I think Hmm. the the place that you kind of come to is that in 
hitting back to that idea that we're all very similar is that we're all helpless to some degree. We all, if you think about how small we are as people and how we try to have control and we try to control the future and plan out, but it, at the, the fabric of who we are as people, we could die any minute. We could walk out and have a heart attack. There's nothing that's promised. There's no answer that is promised for tomorrow. And for that song is just that, that tension there of being like, mm. you, you want to have purpose, you want to have direction, but you also, that purpose and that direction takes faith because you don't have the answers for tomorrow. You don't have those things. So there's this, this duality there that kind of exists where you, you're confident, but you're very <laughs> unsure right. of what's next. Well, especially at that age, right? I mean... You have to believe in yourself, don't you? Yeah. Otherwise, you don't quit school. Yeah. Because even at that age, we all know that the music path, music it's, business path is not easy. Yeah, it's not easy at all. But we have to believe in something. And I don't know if you, do you have to trust yourself or do you have to trust God? Or is it a twofold thing to say, okay, I'm jumping off the diving board into the, into that world? I mean, I think you, it's kind of works the same way. I mean, I think by trusting and knowing God and having identity in that, you're kind of free. You're free to exist not needing to know all the answers i think without your identity and something bigger and your purpose then your whole identity and and we all man we've been in this place it's it's, like i said this is not something you have figured out and it's easy it's just this (laughs) it's these tidbits of truth and reality that come in that are like you know we all want control and if we realize that we don't have control it makes you manic it makes you crazy when you try to control everything and you're miserable because the reality it is is you can only control so much and so for us at that point it was really walking out in in faith and believing you know like we do feel like we have something to say we do love to play music we do feel like this is the avenue that has been provided doors were open and so we just continued on down that path and that's kind of have that's been our story it's like we walked away from Capitol Records you know, we were on a major label and released a record and shot two music videos and toured with, you know, some of our heroes and got to this point where we had to part ways with them. And it was like, do we want to continue doing this? Right. I mean, we didn't have the answers. We didn't know this is our ABCD. There's our plan. Here's how we're going to be. It's like we had a general idea and we were very diligent in planning and planning. But at the same time, the opportunities that have allowed us to sustain those things have been opportunities that we didn't even try to have that God just threw in the equation. Like we, we're over here trying to do something and God says, Hey, here's something I just did for you. I'm going to open this door. And it's like, and you kind of walk out in faith, the more you realize that you, you can do as much as you can, but most of the time it's out of your control. Well, I, I guess when, I guess there was a time in my life when I thought somebody out there has all the answers. Yeah. Did you ever think that? You know what I mean? It's like, if you like you oh, yeah. sign with Capitol Records, they have the answers oh, yeah. for us to be whatever it was you wanted to be a music star you wanted to make a difference and whatever right yeah but you find out nobody has all the answers yeah i think that's a very important thing for people to realize i think when you minimize yourself and your in your mind and you elevate everyone else around you to think they've got it all figured out and i don't is when you really feel isolated and you really feel uh, dark and alone and very it's a very dangerous place i think the reality of how we all need something bigger and how we all strive to have worth at the at the core of who we are we want someone to appreciate us and show us worth and we realize that we're all grasping for this we're all in this race together it may show its face in different arenas but the more you're kind of like hey breathe a breath of fresh air take the load off of your shoulders and realize that we're all in this together we're all searching for something some of us may find it some of us may not but we're all in it together and i assume that's why you write new day right yeah yeah 
every good heart's going to need somebody to take it away. It's like the reality that no matter who you are, where you are. And that's kind of like, yeah, I remember when you we were writing that song, it's like, it's just kind of this idea, you know, you're on the street and you see this guy and there's this connection, two different ends of the spectrum of, of a person, one that has a lot, that one that doesn't have a lot. One's reaching for change in a different way. One reaching is, is reaching for change in a tangible, monetary way to get out of their situation. And the other's reaching for change in the sense of, I have clothes on my back, I have a roof for my head, but I'm still toiling and reaching and searching and feeling do i have purpose do i not have purpose yeah and uh and i remember being in the room and we were writing that song and, and jeff throughout that like i need a hallelujah and it's like this thing where we kind of all looking at each other being like amen to that you know because that's what you say it's like this amen to the reality that we are those people so in either scenario and in a thousand other scenarios are we just almost constantly reaching out for hope. I mean, when you're reaching out and asking for change when you don't have any money, or if you're reaching out for change because you don't know what you're going to do with your life because you need to change, whatever it is, right? Is it because we're really reaching out, please give me a sign that there is a future for me? Yeah. I think so. I think yeah. it, it comes down to control. I think a lot of it's identity. I think it, what we do defines us. And, and success defines us, failure defines us, and we all put so much stock in in identity. And I think if you look at, you know, being being a believer, if you look at the garden, Adam and Eve, before there was sin in the world, Adam and Eve were completely found in God. There was no shame. There was no doubt. There was no guilt. There was no brokenness. It was completely found in Christ. There was completely found in God. It was completely wholeness. And I think since the fracture and the brokenness that we experience as humans, it's the toil for identity. It's the toil, the hope within that identity. Hope is hope for us is free us from this world where we can't love love each other well. Free us from this world where no matter how many times I tell myself I I don't want to be selfish, I'm still selfish. Mm -hmm. Free me for that's that's I'm. We're all looking for that. I think. Because at the at the core of who we are, we just we're desperate and we're helpless without something bigger. Yeah, my sense is I probably would have eaten the apple way before Adam did. Sure, <laughs> sure, we're weak. <laughs> yeah, we're that's definitely crazy. weak, and I think that's the freeing thing about I think the gospel is if you look through Scripture, it's like God used all of these very weak, um, outcast individuals that didn't have it all figured out that had awful past. I mean, look at Paul. He's like, Paul is one of the most important figures of the New Testament. And Paul was a murderer and he, he murdered Stephen. He, he persecuted Christians. He looked to destroy them. And God said, I'm going to use you for my glory. And God did use him for his glory. And so it gives hope to any person anywhere to be like, there's no place that God can't reach. There's no person that God cannot reach and that God doesn't want to reach. Well, then I jump to the song Resting Hour. I mean, really, when you're feeling beaten down by that, yeah. some some way we all have to know that God is always there, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's, it's a song basically saying, take the load off yourself. Like, it's, it's the reality of a father looking at his son, and, you know, and his son's on his training wheel, and he's trying to ride his bike, and he says, mm. and, and he falls down, and all the son can think about is, why can't I do this? And the God, and, and the father rejoices for you know the 15 feet the sun rode before he fell and the sun is beating on himself and the dad says you know don't worry about it like you've done great like i'm with you i'm mm -hmm. here with you you'll get back up you'll move forward and i think resting hour is a song where you take the pressure off yourself and you realize this like exhaustive 
race that you run is it's, it's just not how it's meant to be. Hmm. And God wants to, God wants to know God wants you to know that He's with you and that he, He's not as upset about your failures as you are upset about your failures to a degree. I mean, I think God strives for us to be holy and pursue Him. But I think I've heard this said once before, like God rejoices over the two steps you're taking and not, you know, falling down after those two steps. I love the idea, the thought in the lyric from Under Fire, the title track, uh, can't help but see the good in you slip right through me. What you're talking about right there, right, is that we're we're at the end of the day, we're all humans. Yeah. And this truth that's being thrown onto us, we can't. It's like a greased pig, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. we can't grab a hold of it, even though it's right there. It's, in front da- of it's us. a daily, it's a daily awareness. It's like a, it's a moment. It's a moment by moment awareness. I think you're you're in, yeah. It's it's not like a I have it figured out. I'm I'm set to go. It's you can do the worst and most wicked things yeah. from a day to day if you're not if you don't have your guard up and you're not aware of the war that is happening. You know, with our flesh. And I say with my brain. And I say my brain more than anything because there are so many, so many things that travel through my brain sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. wow, yeah. I can't believe that thought would even enter my head. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just have to. I'm amazed by the darkness that is yeah. crump, creeping around inside of me somehow, and I have to tame it all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Here, are we going to the identity world? Kind of what we were talking about before. Because I love the lyric and wonder about the lyric, living our fairy tales we see on TV. Yeah. Is that what we're doing too many times? Is we're trying to identify with something that isn't, sure. isn't even attainable yeah, I think, in yeah, this world? I think it's just the idea. Yeah, it's like something that's sold to us. It's the idea of happiness is sold to us. The idea of love for us is, you know, what we see on what we've kind of created as a culture, of what love should look like and what... Uh, happiness should look like you should look this way love should feel like this it should be a you know multiple you know fireworks of feelings and if you don't have this something's wrong and i think the reality of that and the dangerous place of that is that's not how love was meant to be created like Mm -hmm. love is not a fairy tale i think if you look through scripture and you look at it it just at what love means from what god has sent his son for us it's, it's a commitment it's a it's a relentless commitment through through brokenness and frustration and all of that. I think if you look at the way that God has pursued me and the way that God has, that Jesus pursued the disciples, that Jesus pursued the people that followed him, it was a relentless commitment. For as a believer, it's like that's the image of what marriage should look like is Christ in the church. And it was always a relentless, like, I'm going to pursue you no matter what. And I think love in general has been kind of hijacked and made into this thing of if I don't feel it, then it's not there. And that's just, that's bogus. And then you have the most the whole self-identification thing of how do I look? What am I supposed to look like? I think especially for women, um, the whole idea of them feeling beautiful and, and identity within that culture has really created this wicked, just destructive force that women now suffer from, you know, bulimia and um, anorexia. And makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then even with men, too, it's you think about how culture is hijacked what it means to be a man how does it what is your what is your responsibility as a husband what is your responsibility as a father and i think all of our culture entertainments not all of it but there's a lot out there that just is very sad because 
men are growing up with a false idea of what it means to be a man. And I'm saying that from the sense of I have felt that weight on my life and trying to be like, what am I doing? Am I, am I living the way that I'm supposed to be living? Am I responsible? Am I really pursuing the life that, you know, I'm meant to be pursuing? Yeah. When am I supposed to be vulnerable and when am I supposed to turn into the Hulk and take care of business? Right. Sure. Sure. Or just own up, just be a man. Right. Like don't be entitled. Like don't be entitled. Just do it. I think if you look at the great generation and, and, and like my grandparents and their parents, it's like, they just did it. They just got it done. And I think as further as time's progressed, it's, it's moved away from that as a culture of men. And, you have a bunch of men that are lazy and don't desire to pursue things that are responsible. And I think that kind of goes back to the innateness of who we are as people. Healing touch. I mean, you know, you're talking about love and how it's sold to us. Yeah. Here it's real, right? Yeah. But in a way, a song tries to sell us that love will heal us and yeah. save us. Yeah. So this genuine part of you that wants you to know, wants that wants you to know, that wants you to be able to tell people that love can make a huge difference in your life. Sometimes it's just three-minute song to people because they've heard 500 other three-minute songs in the last three days. Yeah. That love is going to change your life for the quote-unquote better. Yeah. And how, do, how do people decipher between this genuineness that you're saying and the, the shallowness that's coming out, you know, into their, into their earbuds from whoever? I mean, I... I I presume there's probably elements of truth in all of it. I think. Yeah. Just the. That's idea. true. That's true. That's unfair for me to say that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I think there's there's glimpses at like this is good. Like to care for someone and to love them and to have these feelings is is God given. That's God created. That's God breathed. Right. Like that's good. Like when I met my wife, like I loved her in a very un probably over unhealthy way. Like I love my wife to the point where if if, if I lost her, it would be life shattering. And I think right. that maybe to an unhealthy degree, but like, I think that's God breathed and, and God has created us for that. God has created us to be one. But I think the problem, the, the, the dangerous place becomes, you know, healing touches a song that's it's just reality about she's with me in my darkest hours and she loves me still. I think that line sums up that song. She loves me still. I think the reality and the, the picture of love that I think is what truth is, is the idea that you love me despite, in spite of all of my problems, in spite of how many times I, you have to be patient with me and how many times you have to tell me not to do this. It's like you love me still. And when you're loved in that moment, when you know, when you have the security of knowing that someone's not going anywhere and that they know your deepest, darkest yeah. problems and secrets and sins that, and they love you and they're going to stick you through it, it's like you have, like I said, the weight is free. You're free. You can be yourself. You don't have to pretend. I think the problem is when we have to pretend and we get in these relationships, and I've been there, when you have to pretend to be something you're not, then you're never really known. When you're never really known and you're putting up a front to someone, then you're not really loved. You can't accept love from someone when you're not being true with who you are because the person that they love is not who you truly are. There's never really a connection. We're, we're meant for much more than that, and I think Healing Touch is a song, and it was written about my wife, and I remember... We, had, we were just about to get married and it was a song that just, we were going through some stuff and it just felt a song that kind of seemed to sum up that for me. Well, you just had to say, you know, honey, what we are are just flesh and blood and irony. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which yeah. is the lead. lead love uh, laid down. Yeah. For love, love laid down. 
But you're searching for peace in that song, aren't you? Yeah, well, I mean, that song's more about, it's like, that was a fun song to write. Jamie had the mandolin, and, and I was at his house, and that line, those lines just came out, you know, what are we just flesh and blood and irony? We've eaten from the poison tree trying to find our way back home, and I think it's a progression of time how we all are searching for a place to rest. We're all searching for a place to be wholly known and wholly, you know, found whole in God. And, and so I think that song is basically from creation to redemption. The end of the song is love laid down. It's, it's God coming to earth and sacrificing his son for us. But what does it mean for what if all I can be is never good at best? No, it's, it's proven the fact that our best deeds before God are still not good. They're not innately good. Because everything we do, I mean, this is from my belief and our yeah. belief is yeah. from everything we do is from is is permeated with sin. Even if it's good, even if it's good, there is elements of sin in what we do, and that's that's not to say we're, you know we're all hopeless. We all should beat ourselves. With it. It's just the reality of who we are. Like we are helpless without someone to help us, mm-hmm. without a savior, without someone to rescue us. We are helpless, and that song, that part of me is. That part in that song is just the reality of that. So is home the spiritual home? Home was written a little, it could be go, it could go both right. ways. We kind of wrote it from perspective of being on the road and being away from home. But a lot of it kind of, it seemed to live in that place as well, where it could be about a more eternal perspective. Right, and just sort of leaving this whole place behind. Yeah, and, yeah. And being comfortable in what, what is some sort of peace-filled mm-hmm place right and, and you're you're a traveling guy and i'm not is home really where the heart is i mean it depends on what you have at home i think for us it's like four of us are married and one um other joshua has a girlfriend you know serious girlfriend at home and i think i think when you're that involved with another person and your life is that wound with another person of course it's like that's where you are complete that's where you are you we all have a good time together we're all brothers but there's that relationship there that is hard to yeah to replace um heart of the young really i i guess it really hit me hard just because i think the world is way messed up and but yet i'm 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 the i'm the guy sitting down and watching it on tv yeah and then worried what kind of pizza i'm going to get later yeah you know yeah but but here we're talking about that and also we do sometimes instead of ordering pizza have to stand up and, and fight for what yeah. we believe in, right? Sure. And what, and not what we believe in so much as what is actually right. Yeah. It's kind of what, I, what I'm taking from it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's the tension there of fighting. I mean, I remember Joshua wrote this song, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a song about really working through that tension. You know, what, who, who are we going to sit by and just watch? Are we going to really kind of come to the realization that this is really happening? Maybe happening to us, maybe happening to someone else, but this is real life. Yeah, like we can't be numb to the reality of the world and the the opportunity we have been given to do something. And is that why? Remind me again what your uh, the actual organization that you're pointing people toward at uh, at thehopegrows dot com. Oh, we have international justice mission. That's right. the one that I work with. And I wonder if that's the kind of thing that resonates with you is when you see that sort of oh, yeah. injustice in the world and you kind of go, wait a minute. Yeah. Rather than you know. Rather than just, okay, there's somebody hungry, we need to feed him. Why is this person hungry? Yeah. And why is there sex trading? And yeah. why is whatever the injustice is going on out there? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think 
all of that. I mean, there's so much stuff out there that I think if you really place a person on it, that it's a person that's experiencing that, yeah. then it's awful. I mean, I think the reality of that question, the answer to that question is just being, placing the reality that it's a person. I think when you see, like we were in San Francisco and we got the opportunity to be a part of the IJM conference and they show videos and they tell stories and it's almost just, it's unbelievable that's happening to people. And I think when you realize that's a person, like what if that was your brother? What if that was your sister? What that that kind of shakes you out of your world you live in. But when when does it stop becoming what sometimes happens to me? It feels like it's just so much. It's just so overwhelming. Again, what do I want on my pizza tonight? Because I can't absorb it because there's so much coming at mm-hmm. me, right? Sure. Because I guess sometimes I want to I want to fight for the whole world. Yeah. But I can't. I'm one guy, yeah. right? Yeah. How, how do you, how do you maneuver through those waters? Because you know you can take off a big bite, but how do you chew it? I think you like you, you nailed it. You realize that you're one person. Yeah. That you have 24 hours in a day to live your life with purpose. And mm. at the, what's going to give you peace at the end of your life? When you look back on, when if you have the opportunity to look back on your life, Lord willing, um, you look at what were the things that you did that made a difference? Like where were the relationships you really poured into people and people poured into you? And I think that there's value in all of that and realizing that it's not, you're not going to solve everything, but you can be a part of things and live with purpose that I think does infinitely make a difference. So we're having a fairly serious conversation here. Are you pretty serious guy? Uh, depends on the day. Because I'm wondering, you know what I mean? Because like what I just talked about, you feel overwhelmed by all the stuff in the world, and you're writing great songs, and you've got to perform and all this stuff. But but can you step away from it and go, okay, I'm just going to go have some beers. I'm going to go have fun, or I'm just going to go have some drinks, or whatever it is, right? And just yeah. and just take off the the world's problems hat. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's a definite sense of, you know, and trying to live with purpose within the, the situation where, you know, like you can only do mo- so much within your day, you know? Right. And, and for us, it's like loving each other well and, and preparing right. to do what we do the best we can do. And that's playing a show, meeting people. That's, that's the opportunity God has given us. And so for us, it's like, you know, go have drinks, enjoy a good dinner is all glorifying to God. It's all, I mean, I think we all don't carry around. We all aren't asking you know, life questions every moment of every day. I think God calls us to be like, live purpose, live with purpose, but at the same time, have a joy in this right. world, you know, that he's given us the opportunity to enjoy food and drink and friends. And, and there's a lot of good in the world. There's a lot of good things that God, that are glimpses of truth, that are glimpses of of God's goodness. I guess what I'm still struggling with sometimes is when do I stop asking all the all these big questions and go, okay, you know what? Let's just go play golf. But yet, I'll go play golf, and I f- completely forget about the world's <laughs> questions, and I'm wondering, you know, can I, am I balancing it okay? I mean, you know, that's, you when you lay your head on the pillow at night, I guess what you said, when you get to look back at your life. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question. I think you could ask different people, they would say, you should spend all your energy at that, and there's other sure, people. Yeah. I personally would be a, a wreck and right. very removed from the situation if I didn't have balance. Right. Um, right. I think you you understand and you, you pray for a clear picture of what's happening and the reality of the world. But at the same time, you have to be present in your situation. You have yeah. to be present in what you can do in this moment. 
and you have to take care of yourself to a degree in the sense of like, God has presented things for you to enjoy and things for you to enjoy for his glory. And then God has created, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard situation because it's like yeah. you have a roof over your head and you're enjoying the comforts of your home and a right. wife and a good cooked meal. Is it wrong for you to enjoy that? I don't think so. I think if you're living open, you know, open handedly with your money and your, and your resources to help other people, then the, the spectrum is, it goes from both ends. I think for, yeah. you can't sit there and feel guilty. I think that's, it's not glorifying to, to the Lord. I think what would be glorifying would be saying, Hey, God has given us all this. We know where this comes from. We're going to enjoy it and give glory to him. And we're going to use it for good things. Yeah. I guess when I feel, when I feel like I'm, meant for something sometimes when I'm actually helping somebody else out, whether it is literally my brother. Yeah. But I go to that track brother, right? Because yeah. when you have somebody who's in your life struggling, friend, brother, yeah. anybody, reminding them that there's <laughs> that there's bluer skies a coming, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a song written about a friend of mine who had a brother that was in and out of rehab that got ended up going to prison and it was just this idea wow. that the mistakes of the past have separated them so much that the brother's too ashamed. It's like the prodigal son. It's it's the father waits and, and waits for the prodigal son to come home. And it's just like, let's wipe the slate clean. It's like, yeah. I'm not, I don't care about the past anymore. I want reconciliation. And I think that's a song that's kind of that in, in a brotherly form. And so do you, do you say, Hey, you need to listen to don't be afraid. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an important one to preach to yourself. I mean, for me to like, that was therapeutic just to write that song. Really? Yeah, just because I think it's easy to live out of fear, and and fear normally comes from not knowing what's next, not having control. At least in my life, when I've really stopped and thought about it, like where does the fear that I'm? It's fear of not being something to someone else, not living up to some standard and not knowing what's next and not having control. And for me, when, I, when I'm able to let that go and, and realize there's something bigger, I think there's a freedom when you realize that you can't do it, that you, you, it's not in who we are to do it all, to have it all together. You can try and you can try and you can toil, but like the moment you have this freedom, and I think that's the beauty of grace, is the moment that it, it meets you where you're at and says, I love you in spite of all these things and you don't have to perform to this level, is the moment the weight is taken off, the fear is removed. And that's that, that kind of song for us. Yeah, I guess, and then I think that's why Lost in the World fits so right, right on right after it, right? Yeah. Lyrically. Yeah. You know, chronologically on the record. Because I, I, that's real friendship, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. uh, and is it about God is always there, too? Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a, a God thing or it could be a person-to-person thing. Like, it's just re- reminding yourself that, like, you will get lost in the world. It's not like... It's presented more of like, if you get lost in the world, you know, I'll be there to find you. But I think the reality is it's like you're, you're going to. And find you in the sense of I know who you are, I know who you want to be, and real community, real brothers. And if you're speaking from a brother to a brother or a friend or, a, you know, a wife, to your wife or your husband, it's this reality that I'm going to seek you out and walk with you through whatever you're going through, no matter how dark that is. I want to go to the 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 morning passenger ZP. Okay. Undertow. How many times can you say to people, "You're not alone"? Yeah. In how many different ways, songs, movies, books, 
And yet, there's times when I can put my head in the pillow and go, am I the only one in this situation? Yeah. Oh, sure. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's a question that will always be asked until the end of time. And I think that's why it's important to, you know, communicate to people that they're not alone. But this, but the idea of, of, of getting caught in the undertow, I guess, I thought sure. it was a great visual, right? Sure, sure. To make me think that, again, I'm the, one, I'm the only one struggling down here, yeah. way down here. Yeah. Because struggle, like, the, the thing that's interesting, though, is it's hard to embrace struggle. But if we don't embrace struggle, then I'm not sure we really appreciate and grow through life. Yeah, you don't learn. I think struggle, it's like a refining of a diamond. It's like you have to, to embrace, I think, through the highs and lows of our life. Um, we're refined and we're given a clear picture. It's like a, a, a mirror and you're wiping away the fog. And I think as you get older, if you were sitting down with a 90 year old man that had lived life and marriage and kids and friends dying, friends like the wisdom that you have at that point in your life to really see clearly of what matters. If you ask that person, tell me something about your life and where, where's your value? They would have a, a really profound answer, I think, because hmm. it's like, we're so young and we're such, we're so child, we're such children, even though, you know, I'm 27, it's like, I'm such a child, like, life hasn't really, I haven't really experienced a ton, you know, we've had struggle in our life, but I think by the time I'm, you know, 50 and 60 and 70, it's like, life is going to have taught me lessons that I could never read in a book, never have someone communicate to me, you have to kind of learn yourself. The interesting thing for me is, as I've as I've grown and continue to grow is I always look at somebody 20, 25, 30 years older than me and kind of go, well, they must have all the answers. Sure. Right. Sort of what we were talking about before. Sure. And my dad died a few years ago and just completely struggling on his deathbed about where he was going. I mean, just real sure. heavy stuff for me. Right. Sure. But I thought, geez, yeah. dude, you're 80 years old. Shouldn't you feel at peace about something? Yeah. And he just was struggling about everything. And I don't I, mean, I don't think everybody struggles about that question in their life per sure. se. But but still, I just, again, looking back, you'd, you'd like to think 25, 20, 35 years from now, you're going to be, all these lessons will be learned. So you've got a lot under your belt, which is true too, right? Yeah. But never get to the whole thing. So I, get, I got stuck in that world. Sorry about that, dude. Oh, you're fine. Uh, and I love the line out of uh, out of the storm because there's no e- no easy way out of the storm. Title yeah. the title of it, right? Yeah. But yet, when you realize that it, it, it's it's yours to surrender it, right? Yeah. Is that where you're going with that song? Yeah, I mean, I think you embrace the struggle. You embrace the reality that you have to walk through that, and there is a a, a lesson learned, and there is refining that occurs. Man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this time. I appreciate you having me, man. This is a good thing. I appreciate me making all the music and uh, touring all the, putting all the, burning up tires on the we on tried. the highway. We tried. Done plenty of that. <laughs> and you'll probably do more, I hope. So. Absolutely. Hope I catch you again soon, man. Thanks for having me. Josh Jenkins, heck, all the guys in Green River Ordinance are the type I want to swig beers with. They are fun and soft-hearted. I bet you can tell that from this conversation and their music.
Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper.